2: Hot Podcast.
3: Starring James Schilling. Roy
0: Tarpley. Kendrick Perkins. Omeka Okafor. Joey Devine.
2: Moochie Norris. Coutino Mobley.
0: pass Sean King,
2: Bo Outlaw, <laughs> musical guest, Jesse and the Rippers,
1: and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Dave Schilling. Oh baby, how does one follow Jesse and the Rippers? Let's find out. I'm Dave Schilling. We are back for another episode of Round Ball Rock. I am joined as always by Sean Keen. Sean.
2: Hey, how's it going, Dave? Oh, so
1: good. Joey Divine. Hi, Dave. Hi, Sean. Hey, hi. 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 We are tantalizingly close to the NBA season beginning. Oh, so close. But before
0: we. I'm so tired of talking about fantasy football.
1: (laughs) Before we get to the fun part of the NBA season, the beginning, when every team has the chance to win the NBA championship. Everybody's undefeated for six more weeks. Everyone is undefeated. Ah. We have to talk about everyone. is undefeated. Are you sure the Sixers aren't own 5 already? <laughs> <laughs> Even the Sixers are undefeated. Uh we have to talk about the Hall of Fame ceremony which is coming up. Why? I, now look, we're because remembering our September, past. it's September. That's oh, why. There's right. Nothing else happening. Yao Ming, Shaquille O'Neal, who else is getting uh, Tom
0: Izzo, you know,
1: NBA great Tom? Yeah, Izzo. Tom Izzo, congratulations,
2: <laughs> uh Cheryl Swoops. Oh,
1: okay, sure. Right. That's a hundred percent fair.
2: Zelmo Okay, Beatty? Great name.
1: Zelmo Beatty. Beatty. Okay. Yeah. okay. John McClendon. I, mm-hmm. I was hoping you would say John McClane from Die Hard.
2: Uh Daryl Garretson. Don't know who that is. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then Cumberland Posey. Ooh.
1: uh huh. Uh-huh. He
2: I'm is gonna he maybe Elmo announce that name next week. Uh <laughs> I mean Don Porter will. Uh and then Jerry Reinsdorf is being <laughs> oh,
1: no. what? Also, you forgot Allen Iverson. <laughs> uh yeah, Allen Iverson is 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 being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Overrated. There I said Whoa. it. Whoa. Zero no championships. Way. Get out of here. Kobe Bryant has five. You guys are all fools. Allen Iverson sucks.
0: I want to punch
1: you in the face <laughs> right now. I'm just trying to get a reaction out of you by saying that. Um Okay, Iverson's so the best. let's He was fine. Let's talk about Yao Ming, though, because I think uh-huh. we can all agree Allen Iverson, Shaquille O'Neal, and Tom Izzo, <laughs> and the rest of those. Clearly people, Basketball Cheryl Hall Swoops, of Famers. All belong in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, but Yao Ming. Does Yao Ming belong in the Basketball Hall of Fame?
0: I think so. I mean, It's a
2: weird question because sometimes when you talk about, like, the Baseball Hall of Fame, they have uh, standards and historical (laughs) norms Mm -hmm. for who gets inducted. Sure. Whereas in the NBA, you have to be an all-time great player or from a foreign country or a mid-level college coach coach who coaches for 12 years. Uh And then you're in the Hall of Fame.
1: It seems like it's just a popularity contest in the way that an MTV Video Music Award goes to uh, Nicki Minaj because they want Nicki to show up to the event.
0: Here's why I argue Yao Ming belongs in the Hall of Fame. Because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. If it were the NBA Hall of Fame, I don't think he belongs. But because Yao Ming made China such an amazing basketball country he belongs in the overall basketball hall of fame
1: i think that's fair um i I mean his his career in the nba left something to be desired for a lot of people he was injury prone all these things Mm -hmm. but because like joey said that we have to take into account his his years outside of america it's hard to argue it's hard to argue.
2: Would we have ended up with the Starbury without Yao Ming's influence? Would we have seen Stephon Marbury achieve such fame in China? Would we have seen Clay Thompson's ugliest shoe in NBA <laughs> history? Would any of that have happened without Yao Ming's influence?
0: No, absolutely not. Where would
2: Michael Beasley go to truly shine?
1: Russia? Would,
0: I guess. Israel, yeah. Turner. Well, uh, he's not good enough for Israel. That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is 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 China the best in uh, basketball country besides America? Or is I already? mean, at playing basketball, no. But at loving basketball, probably. And
2: you got to say, I mean, granted, some of this is fan voting. He was an eight-time All-Star, made the NBA, All NBA five All NBA teams. Uh and he was a three time FIBA Asian Championship MVP. Mm-hmm. I don't know how competitive that award is, how but he did times, it three times. How many
0: times was E. Gian Leon a FIBA uh whatever you just said? Was that, <laughs> was that the guy FIBA who posted? FIBA Asian up the,
2: Championship MVP. Uh is
0: that the guy who posted at the chair? It is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the guy that the Lakers signed. Oh yeah. For like a in a weird contract, uh, oh, yeah. like uh, two weeks
1: ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be oh, yeah. Be prepared
0: to watch that chair. That oh, guy man. dominate that chair. Oh yeah, he is on the Lakers now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh,
1: great. I gotta say that that chair probably plays better defense than Roy Hibbert did for the Lakers last season. Oh, burn! Ooh. Roy got him! Oh. Got him! <laughs> uh, come at me, bro. Take it Roy. I think we've already talked enough about the Basketball Hall of Fame for what, the entire year. Uh,
0: let's talk about
1: though Shaq's choice
0: of people who okay, chose fair. to induct him. Okay. Like, okay. so if you were Shaquille O'Neal. Uh huh. I'm not. I'm but let's just say if you were. Okay. Who would you choose to induct you into the Basketball Hall of Fame? Granted, I it believe, has to be an NBA Hall of Fame. I believe okay, it has to so be, well, a Basketball I Hall I couldn't have the Fushnickens
1: right. <laughs> induct me into the Basketball no. Hall of Fame. Uh,
0: okay. The Jabbawockees cannot induct you into the <laughs> Basketball Hall of Fame.
1: Can I come out dressed as Kazam when I accept Yeah, you can induction?
0: do whatever you want. Actually, he can do that.
1: Okay, he can do that. Okay. Yeah,
0: but you have to choose
1: at least one... Basketball Hall of Famer to induct okay, you into the Okay, So of if Famer. I was Shaq and I had to make this decision, I would 1000% select Jerry West. Because Jerry West was the guy who brought me to Los Angeles and made my career. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to be in Kazam, I wouldn't have been able to be in um, Steel. I wouldn't have been able to be in Grown Ups Two. I'm glad you're naming all of (laughs) Shaq's greatest accomplishments. Well, yeah, of course.
2: Uh, Would he have made? Did he make Good Burger before coming to
0: L.A.?
1: No, I think he was a Laker by then. The only movie he was in Blue Chips was Blue. Yeah, when he was in Orlando, he was in Blue Chips. Anyway, I would pick Jerry West because he is the architect of that three peat team. More so than Phil Jackson, he's the one that made the Shaq uh, signing and the Kobe trade happen
2: in one summer.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was, it was probably the greatest Mike drop GM move of all time.
2: Hmm. And so you disagree. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think that's a, I think that's a great choice. I, I mean, I, other I possibilities would be say magic Johnson from his Laker time, Phil Jackson, Yeah, from
1: that period in his career, Pat um, Riley is a is a Hall of Famer, Mm -hmm. correct? Pat Riley would have been a good choice. He says that Shaq was a bigger signing than LeBron. For the seems
2: like it maybe didn't end well with those two guys.
1: Sure, (laughs) sure, maybe not, but uh, this uh, good options. But Pat Riley doesn't really
2: exit relationships well.
0: No, yeah. So
1: who did Shaq actually pick, guys?
0: Oh, uh, Alonzo Mourning. Okay. Teammate. Teammate, fine. That makes fine. sense. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Bill Russell. Okay. I mean, one Another of the greatest great big. centers Another ever. great big. Uh, yeah. I, it's a stretch, but I'm going to go uh, with Isaiah it. Isaiah Thomas. That, that's weird. Broadcast
1: partner? Not really. Uh, I mean, they're
0: on that weird NBA show where, like, ten – 10 basketball players sit around and talk about how like much be- how much better the old days were. <laughs> I would in also s- like big leather chairs. What is that called <laughs> full court? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh,
2: he sees parallels between Shaq's acting career and Isaiah's management of the CBA.
1: His <laughs> <laughs> stewardship of the Knicks perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh okay, that's that's a totally terrible choice. Isaiah Thomas? Why? And Moving then- on.
2: And then Julius Irving. Yeah, Dr. Dr. J. Dr. J.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Their um, games had... Zero in common. Not a lot uh-huh. in common. No. Um, well, Shaq was a, a notoriously great dunker, but it was more of a power dunk than a style dunk. Yeah. Dr. J was was, was poetry, and sh- and Shaq was pure bu- brutality. Yeah. So, that also makes no sense. Do you remember
0: that time Shaq broke that basketball hoop and then in oh, Orlando? And then man. they were like, look, guys, we've got a backup just in case. <laughs> and they kept cutting to the backup hoop they, like they were going to need it. <laughs> they, they literally had
1: to ban hanging on the rim because of Shaquille O'Neal. One uh, of the greatest players of all time. No, nah,
2: he's, he's fantastic. Just not me. I, I'm I curious like, what his relationship with Dr. J is like.
1: Although Shaq does seem to be everyone pretty respectful Shaq. of.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, you know he picked he picked guys who are all notoriously very popular with other NBA veterans, save for with Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan. But for the most part, these guys are pretty beloved within alumni circles. So maybe that's. Part of what it is is Shaq is this sort of like jovial ambassador of basketball. And Uh so we picked a bunch of people that everyone loves.
2: Now, do you think now that he's in the Hall of Fame, Shaq is eligible to present for Kobe Bryant in five years?
1: (laughs) You know he's going to do it, right?
2: Kobe's just going to have Shaq introduce him. Oh, Kobe Bryant, we had some time. And Shaq's going to be really apologetic. And then Kobe is going to out michael jordan yes he's like i couldn't quite catch him as a player but i'm gonna have an even meaner (laughs) hall of fame speech (laughs) i'm taking everybody down because michael jordan didn't rip the guy who was presenting him Mm -hmm. kobe bryant definitely could open the vault of all the dirt he has on Shaq.
0: who presented michael jordan
1: oh boy Dean Smith was dead already. So was not <laughs> Dean Smith? I don't remember. Yeah, it yeah. Uh, it
0: was probably Dr. J, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind
2: of funny that Allen Iverson's presentation is John Thompson and Larry Brown. Yeah. Because what was Allen Iverson about except coaching? Respect for coaching. <laughs> respect for practice. Uh, I mean, I don't know who else would necessarily induct Iverson to and Larry. Kambay, he did th- Mutombo, yeah, ca- that would be great. Oh, uh, their their brief time together in Philly. <laughs> That's Star Anthony, bro. when he's
1: a, if he was a Hall of Famer it would be perfect too. Mello and Iverson together.
2: I think Iverson's Hall of Fame speech is going to be either incredible or it's going to be amazing. terrible. It's going to be amazing. But he it and Larry
0: be... Brown are going to cry so much. They, but oh, they that's both true. cry all the time when talking about each other. They went still, through hell together, They love yeah. each other. Larry Brown to this day still says he was put on this earth to coach Allen Iverson. He did a great
1: job.
2: Yeah. And then he said, the I was also put been. on earth. To coach everywhere else for two and a half (laughs) years maximum. Put on this earth to force my way out of town. I was put on this earth to plant rumors in the press and get fired by Southern Methodist (laughs) University because literally every other place on earth refuses to hire me.
1: (laughs) Dude has an NBA championship ring.
2: He does, and then in next year's finals, he blew a second ring by negotiating a different coaching deal during the NBA <laughs> finals, uh-huh.
1: yeah, That's he's insane. He sucks.
2: Uh, but John Thompson will be great too, and yeah. John Thompson might cry too. I think it'll. Yeah.
1: I think uh, across the board with those Yao Ming, uh, Shaq, and Iverson, they're all going to be good speeches. Shaq is entertaining. Yao mm-hmm. Ming is funny. Yao Ming is a big, friendly giant. As I well. do think and and defi- Iverson will have some poignance to it. I'm sure.
2: I would say it definitely means the most. To Allen Iverson, yes, for sure. Like, Shaq certainly cares about being in the Hall of Fame, but that feels like it's been a foregone conclusion since he was 20 years old. Right, yeah. With Iverson, I think it it, it just seems more meaningful.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of people still see him as an underdog. Um,
0: I think we should cut out the having to have Hall of Famers induct
1: you, though. Yeah. I because, think like... It would certainly open it up to more emotional or dramatic moments where someone's mother, like uh, Kevin Durant's mother, introducing him when he becomes... I don't want of people's moms introducing no. them.
0: Okay, I you guys want, are crazy. <laughs> I want Todd McCulloch introducing Alan Anderson.
2: With like a big metaphor about oh, how no. basketball is like pinball. How
1: did yeah. they not get Tyronn Lue to to do oh, anything for this? That Maybe? would be so
2: great if they invited him <laughs> to present... And then, like there was just some subtle tripwire. Yeah. <laughs> 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 NBA champion Tyron Lue. Uh,
1: he's got he's multiple two rings baby.
2: he's also
0: a coach.
1: Yeah. Well, I meant I meant NBA. his I meant his coaching title. NBA mean, championship. I mean, I guess he. Oh, baby. I guess he has a ring with the I Lakers. I mean, there's, the Lakers have won so many championships in their franchise history. It's hard to remember which one. Also, which. wasn't you're he, right.
2: You're right. Like like those great. Laker champions like John Sally, yeah, Mitch mm. Richmond, Isaiah uh, Ryder. <laughs> Mitch
1: Richmond's great. You guys uh, love Mitch Richmond.
2: It's it's just weird looking at guys who have rings sometimes, especially
1: in the two thousands. I would say. Well, yeah, of course. Because Does
2: Slava Medvedenko have a
1: ring? Yeah, yeah. He was an important piece of that three peat team. Man. I think Tyron Lue has a ring from the Boston Celtics. Probably, you forget. I mean, either it's, it's easy as a to coach
0: it. or. As an end of the bench player on that Celtics team,
2: uh, it's possible we could look that <laughs> up, but no. I'm not. I, guys. Don't, I, don't,
1: I don't care. Wanna, I don't want to <laughs> know how
0: many rings Tyron. I don't care. All right, let's. The
2: get- only thing, the only other thing I think that's weird about the Hall of Fame is that Jerry Reinsdorf of the <laughs> Chicago Bulls is getting inducted. This stingy team owner. Man, who's probably his lasting accomplishment is getting the nineteen ninety four
1: World Series canceled <laughs> as a team owner, uh, and Scotty, no one wanted to see the Montreal Expos win the World Series. He did the entire did. nation a favor.
2: He's just he's just a wretched man. Yeah, he's like evil. dry. I mean, there's a reason why the Bulls players all get hurt all the time because of their shoddy Civil War era medical care <laughs> in Chicago. But
1: don't you think that? All of the other NBA franchises besides the Bulls are thankful that he dismantled that team in 1998 instead of allowing them to win two more NBA championships. Uh, just out of spite? Yeah, just like, thank you, Jerry Reinsdorf, for booting Michael Jordan out of town and Scottie Pippen and, and Phil, Phil Jackson. J- yeah.
2: It's the weirdest thing, too, that Scottie Pippen is inducting him into the Hall of Fame because... Scottie Pippen was upset about his contract Every for all year but like eighteen months yep. of his, you know, twelve year career in Chicago, yep. eleven year career in Chicago. Uh, he was on the trading block. He had a bad contract. They made fun of him. They tried to for trade his him migraines. for Sean Kemp. They tried to trade him for Tracy McGrady.
1: <laughs> I would have done that at that time to- in ninety seven. I would have done that. Yeah. Yeah, McGrady had a couple more years. You know, uh, McGrady was a. McGrady rookie. was
2: being drafted. He yeah. was 18 years but old. That's what I
1: mean. He had a couple more years in Scottie Pippen. But McGrady wasn't any... very good for like a few. I years. I think he
2: would have blown the '98 title swapping in McGrady uh, for Pippen. Okay,
1: you're right. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here <laughs> because Rachel Jerry
2: Reinsdorf is the
0: devil.
1: <laughs> uh, one question, yeah. and then we need to move on. We have a new sponsor, but I want to know. What you guys think about if the ninety uh, the final Chicago Bulls championship championship team, the ninety eight team, had stayed together for two more seasons, all the way to two thousand, would they have won at least one more championship?
2: They would have won in the strike year.
0: Who won in ninety nine? The
1: Spurs. They beat uh,
0: the Knicks
2: because because what was what was killing that team is they have the ninety eight Bulls when you look at them on paper. The bench is rough. Yeah. Um, you know, they would have had to pay Michael Jordan something like $45 million for that season. Right. But they would have paid it. And really, they were all real worn down and tired. But given a six-month break,
0: yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan been,
2: just yeah, just right. gambling and golfing <laughs> the whole time, could and you just so run wrestling. it back with those guys with he, on a short year? I mean, they wouldn't have even had to... Jordan could have played... Thirty-five of those fifty games, it wouldn't have even matter. They're a they, five seed.
1: But would they have been able to beat Duncan and Robinson?
2: Yes, I mean it's 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 an interesting question because the Bulls never really had to play a team like that because. Right. Arguably, you know they they managed to dodge the one team in the nineties yeah. that would have taken them down and always beat them, which was the Houston Rockets yeah. with Elizjuan. So it's possible that that Duncan Robinson team, but there is so little behind those guys like, on that.
0: Sean team. Elliott is guarding Michael Jordan. Yeah, that would have been. very I mean, you would have
2: had like Mario Alley, and it would have been interesting because because obviously they Luke Longley. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know how long Dennis Rodman could have kept it together too, but you know Not they, long. but they probably have a free agent move at that point too. You know they could probably have have added a a Vin Baker, yeah, in someone that to go ring chasing, yeah, yeah, like and Tracy
1: McGrady, rookie but, sensation, yeah. But it would have been interesting to see but how they, they would have fared Scotty against. P- Good point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got me. You can't
0: yeah. trade Scottie Pippen for rookie I'm Tracy McGrady. i was just trying McGrady to think about how you
1: get some value out of Scottie Pippen before he... I mean, they
0: did him. trade him. Who
1: did the, they get in that trade?
2: They got a bunch of stuff from the Rockets, like Rodney Rogers and a pick, and... They didn't they didn't cash in very much from Pippen right. and Luke Longley. Right. After I mean that they were just
1: terrible those few years right after. I mean they
2: added Ron Mercer and somehow that wasn't Not enough. the solution.
1: Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Guys, I know we all love pizza, but to be perfectly honest, it can be pretty predictable. When I order a pizza, I want to know that the delivery man might do anything. Yell, throw a punch burst into the other team's locker room while Kobe Bryant is showering. That's why at Round Ball Rock, we order from MetaWorld World Pizza, the only pizza that's made and delivered by MetaWorld World Peace himself. Formerly known as Ron's Artisanal Flatbreads, Metaworld World Pizza is, wild, is a wild blend of unpredictable ingredients that will lock down your mouth, just like the former Defensive Player of the Year did. It's a forearm shiver straight to your taste buds. Now, look, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. You're going to need a strong alpha dog of a stomach to handle this pizza because MetaWorld Pizza is definitely going to mess up the chemistry of your digestive system. And to be honest, the delivery man might throw ranch dressing in your face if you don't buy his mixtape. But that's just part of the appeal of the MetaWorld Peace experience. Try the Paceroni. The flagrant two special, where two medium pizzas are dramatically ejected from the oven and sucker-punched right at your table. The Sacramento king size. And a true warrior fountain drink, which is served to you from 15 rows up, and it's landing right on your chest. MetaWorld Pizza has locations in Queensbridge, Auburn Hills, and right inside Club Rio in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. MetaWorld Pizza. Order now before it's suspended by the Better Business Bureau again. All right, guys, we are back. Um, great I, sponsor this I, week. I have not tried this pizza yet, uh, but let's move on. We've got a lot to discuss because we are continuing our division previews the divisions Woo! in the nba are all so important to I'm how the league turns out at the end so of the year it's great now, what, what do
2: you get if you're a division champion
1: uh if you are in any city besides los angeles you get a banner oh
2: <laughs> wait do the do the clips have some some pack div titles that they fly during the games they have
1: zero division titles i'm pretty sure I mean they might have uh, have won one or two in the last 5 years, but they don't have any banners up. They remember they they, yeah, they covered cover all they the cover the banners with, with pictures with... of JJ Reddick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, come at me Clipper fans.
2: That's going to be great. I mean, I just can't wait for when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both leave in free agency and it's just I mean, what are they going to put up there? Jamal Crawford, Austin Austin, for, Austin, Austin and Cali. Is that it? pictures just, of uh, oh you know what it's gonna be it's uh steve Ballmer's gonna be like we gotta just this is the most popular thing it's just a big banner of clippy
1: yeah <laughs> or chuck the condor Just a lot of pictures of him dunking off of a trampoline uh, a zune a z- <laughs> it's gonna be a- pictures a- of a-, a zune just one zune <laughs> More importantly, though, guys, we are talking about the Southeast Division of the Eastern Conference,
0: the SED, y'all. Oh, my favorite division. Oh, by far. Oh, divisions love so are, much.
1: Divisions are so important in the NBA, and that's why we want to break down our league preview by division. Sean, who is the reigning Southeast Division champion?
2: You know, uh, that is that's a tough question, actually, because it's a three-way tie. What? Wow. The so do they Miami all share Heat? a banner. I think they actually do they have to they don't each get a banner. they literally share a banner. It goes from arena to arena <laughs> oh like the, the Stanley Southwest. Cup anyway, it's uh the Atlanta Hawks, the Miami Heat, and the Charlotte Hornets all tied for this. And wow. uh, at forty-eight and thirty-four, what a record! Oh, 40
1: oh boy. and thirty-four. This is an elite division. The oh, Heat is back, baby. Yeah, I mean, someone might win fifty games besides Cleveland this year. You never know. The Heat
2: somehow, at the end of the season, won a four-game, four-team tiebreaker after blowing a thirty-point lead to the Boston Celtics. It didn't make any sense, and uh, none of them made it out of the second round of the playoffs.
1: Let's begin at the bottom Yes, with the worst team from the Southeast Division last year, the Orlando Magic. The Orlando
2: Magic. Sean, All right. what
1: was the Orlando Magic's record last season?
2: Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> Their record last year was 34, 35 and 47.
1: Whew, that's poor. All right, so the Orlando Magic added this year in the draft Stephen Zimmerman, the center... Free agents: DJ Augustin, Bismack Biombo, Evan Fournier resigned, and forward Jeff Green. Mm. Jeff Green, wow! How much did Jeff Green get? You're kind of burying the lead here, though. I am burying the lead. Well, I'm not done yet, guys. <laughs> they also added Sergi Baca, Jody Meeks, and CJ Wilcox via trades. So I gotta say, here's who they lost. Though. Okay,
0: yeah, you go. For, you, you continue. Dwayne Dedman, mm-hmm, whatever. Fine. Brandon Jennings. I think that's gonna be a loss. Andrew Nicholson, don't care. Jason Smith. Bleh. Yeah. Urson Ilyasova. Useful, well, pl- useful player. A person named Devin Marble. <laughs> That's not a real. Shabazz bear. Napier, LeBron favorite.
1: Who would have guessed that he was still
0: in the in the league? And Victor Oladipo. Okay. Crush, possibly the best singer in the
2: NBA.
1: Rushing blow.
2: We may want to we may want to just uh block those a little bit. <laughs> They're a big move. I mean, that was Roughly 15 players mm-hmm. in and 17 players out. Their big move, though, was trading for Sergio Baca. They traded yeah. Victor Oladipo and Ursan Ilyusova. And their first round pick. First round pick, Mr. Sabonis. Yeah. And son of and worse than Arvidas <laughs> Sabonis.
1: <laughs> and they have a new coach in Frank Vogel who is good. He has a proven track record. Frank Vogel is coach. really good.
0: Absolutely. He is much better than. Uh, Scott Skiles. He
1: has three years to prove himself before they have to let him go, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's like a replicant from Blade Runner. He has an <laughs> expiration And date. also,
0: proving yourself isn't being way over 500 every year. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, Frank Vogel also looks like exactly the kind of guy who would
2: move to Orlando after he retired in Indianapolis. <laughs> totally, like he's a, like a real Central Florida vibe. I gotta get out. Vacation, like yeah. Uh, do you want to go to? Do you want to go to the beach? Eh, uh, just anywhere in Florida is fine. Yeah, just like a just tent. a resort. Let me go fish. to I mean, he's like, I bet. How many times do you think Frank Vogel has been to Epcot Center already? Oh, I'm 17. saying, yeah, I'm saying a lot. He's he's learning a fact about a new country every time.
1: <laughs> Who would win in a, a wrestling match, Frank Vogel or a crocodile?
2: I mean. Depends on if Vogel's ever... to. it is Vogel... Does he have time to get into uh, a defensive stance?
1: Absolutely, he can crouch. Then again. he's going to win. Okay. He's going to win.
2: He's determined.
1: I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, the Crocodiles, wily, but I think Frank Vogel is their strategic mind par excellence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More importantly, though, maybe we should talk about <laughs> their ability to win basketball games. I kind of like this team. I sort of am intrigued by the combination of players that they've put together Oh, you like movies. DJ Augustin? I kind of do. With S- Serge Ibaka out there Evan Fournier and So they
2: they went into this offseason. Uh-huh.
0: They they traded Tobias Harris, which oh. by the way, the second time a team has traded Tobias Harris for less than value mm-hmm. and because of Scott Skiles and then Scott Skiles left. Yeah. That's... It's like they're it's like the homeless man Chris Webber Don Nelson situation <laughs> somehow they got reunited
2: and the same thing happened again like the exact same thing happened again and it was what 18 months between those yeah. things happening uh so they they traded Tobias Harris to clear a bunch of cap space mm-hmm. which they then used on I guess acquiring Serge Ibaka no but they kind of sent out that money with Oladipo and Ilya Selva. yeah they signed so they, Bismack with They it. signed yeah. Bismack with and that money. And DJ Augustin. who got a three-year deal.
1: Uh, it, are we expecting Bismack Biombo to regress from his monster? 100%. Beastombo's, yes. Yeah, but also, they also, don't need him.
2: Because <laughs> they have Serge Ibaka
1: well, and a
2: starting center already.
1: Time yeah. out. Don't you think he's going to offer elite rim protection that they might not have? Other when monsters? he plays yes. 20
0: minutes a game? That's also what Serge Ibaka does. Energy
1: baby. Serge Ibaka is probably not going to be banging for Orlando. He's probably going to coast through this season, only try on offense. Then why are you trading for him? Because they're stupid.
2: It's very weird that a team that already had Channing Fry and also ditched him for cap relief, and Mm -hmm. that this was... I just can't believe that this was the plan.
0: I mean... But I don't really the think thing. Victor Oladipo very good. No, but I But still, it's no, a weird plan. To me, Abaka and Vucevic make sense. Yeah. But not when you have Aaron Gordon and Biambo, And yeah. you're signing Bismack Biombo. So, who is the future of this team, Joey?
1: Alfred Payton, guys. Oh, no, God. <sighs> Alfred. Alfred Payton. Sucks. But I mean, he The future is the-
0: of this team is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, what and position does he possibly, play? Possibly, oh, you've, you've, he's, you want him to play power forward, yeah, but they're going to play him at small forward.
1: You guys are forgetting
0: the and Hazonia, mamba. Yeah, yeah. Mario, and maybe Hazonia.
3: Hazonia.
2: So you have, you have paid Pey- your young players that you have are Peyton, Fournier, Hazonia, Gordon. That is a one, two, three, four Fusevich right is there. not that old either. So that's your five. And now you've got clogging up the works, Augustin, Uh huh, Biombo. Biombo. Uh, Don't they have? uh, Oh, they have
0: Evan Fournier too. Who
2: I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there too.
0: Mm -hmm. They don't have a
1: one. It's a
0: weird team.
1: It's a weird team. Alfred Payton, ideally, I guess, is playing the point guard. Is he as good as C.J. Watson though? Now, who is their third string point guard? Yeah, Yeah. not now. I mean, I think that they can win forty basketball games. No fucking way. No, I mean this team. I
2: could see them winning. Forty basketball games. Yeah, I could see them winning forty. But that's games. almost their ceiling.
1: That's their ceiling. 100%. That's what they
2: used their cap room for. Was getting a fifth front court
0: guy, and the to team block still Aaron doesn't Gordon. make any sense. This team makes no sense. Who who's the, who are their shooters? Hazonia, Fournier, Fournier, and Ibaka. And yeah. Jeff Green. We forgot they signed Jeff Green. They signed
2: Jeff Green to a one-year $15 million <laughs> contract. Oh, yeah, that's what else they did with their cap room. <laughs> Another Biambo front court player. Green, Augustine, Another front-court player. They and also Meeks. traded for Meeks, yeah.
1: I don't really like Jody Meeks. I know Jody Meeks <laughs> intimately from his time with the Lakers, and uh, I don't really care for his game whatsoever.
2: I'm going to say this just, just outright. I don't trust a man named Jody.
1: Sure. I mean, that's. I feel like that's that's a really misogynist, uh, regressive attitude. But I th- I'm th- I, feel like, slide, I don't feel Sean. like it's misogynist. I feel like it's anti-Southern. Yeah, it's, it's like a real Yankee Yankee move. My boy Jody.
2: I have Joey. to say, I realize not to not to bring up fantasy football again, but I I cannot ever remember if that tight end's name is Kobe or Colby, and then I'm like, yeah, I. I just that's the <laughs> whitest name of all time. Then Kobe, that's C O B Y. Come on, yeah, that's lame. all right. It's, there's one way to spell Kobe. So,
0: how many wins for this Magic team? You think this season? I'm gonna I'm gonna say 35 30, last year. I'm gonna say
1: 38. I, they might even get to 40. I think they might even get to 40, but I'm gonna say. 38. I think eight. they're gonna regress. Interesting. I think Tobias is better than people realize. But I think that Serge Ibaka let loose offensively, can do a lot. I don't. Okay.
2: I think Serge is now their best player, and it'll be interesting to see what Frank Vogel does. I do think they have stunted the development of the one player that could turn them into a real contender in Aaron Gordon, and they're almost certainly going to you know, do their best they're to also, resign sign Serge Ibaka.
0: They're also not making room for Hazonia either, though. Right. Too many front
1: court guys. Unless he plays the two. Yeah, but they've just re-signed Fournier. Right. But maybe he's the the, maybe he's the six man. Maybe Maybe
0: Fournier plays the one, honestly.
1: Oh boy. I mean it's Oh boy. This is a point guards league. You can't just be like, I'm just gonna have this guy play point guard.
2: So it's hard it's hard to tell if this comes from ownership. It's hard to tell if it comes from the general manager. This is a team. That don't make any sense. (laughs)
1: Orlando historically has been a poorly run franchise. And the years where they are good, they lucked into draft picks that were logical. Like, of course you're going to take Shaquille O'Neal. They had no choice. And Penny Hardaway. And and then having Penny Hardaway. And then the Dwight Howard Mm -hmm. year, they had one of the best coaches in the league in Stan Van Gundy. And Dwight Howard's peak season. His peak powers was two thousand. Well,
2: I mean, Stan Van Gundy ran the organization well. But he's gone. Yeah. So, so now they've just got
1: a bunch of buffoons, but I still think that there is enough raw talent on this roster that they can be better than a lot of the other teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think I think they and have. And is going to make a leap in his second season. I really believe in that guy. To I be mean, now an that Scott player. Skiles
0: is gone, anything can happen. Though. Right, and you've got that's a, the thing. <laughs> you
1: have a top ten coach in the league.
2: I also imagine that they'll get to a point where Frank Vogel has a real rotation, and that's going to suck for. I'm gonna say DJ Augustin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, it'll at least, at least there's one grown up. Yep. You know, the front office doesn't have a competent person, but you know, they have a coach that knows how to yeah. do stuff. All right. He's got so some job security.
0: One last thing before we move on. Playoff team.
1: No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, there are teams that didn't make the playoffs last year that I think are better than Orlando. Milwaukee, for instance, is better than Orlando. Okay. Even though they have serious problems at the point guard position. They're
0: point Giannis, baby, but we'll get we'll to see. them we'll later. We'll get to them later, yeah.
1: yeah but I, I think that Orlando just, unless they make a move at the trade deadline, they dump some of this dead weight to get someone who can fill in a gap, like a point guard who can at least manage the game effectively, or a shooter, like a pure shooter, they're not going to be able to make the playoffs. But yeah, I do my, like the, I like the team. There's a lot of players on this team that I will enjoy watching on League Pass.
2: I'm going to say they're going to miss the playoffs, and Serge Ibaka is going to leave after yeah. the season.
1: Oh, he's definitely. I leave, am no predicting the
0: same. Miss the playoffs, Serge Ibaka leave, but get this, you ready? Vucevic, all star year. Weirdly, that's all star coaching choice. I will he's, disagree with that because they the, signed the a talent. different center. He's not going to start. He's definitely going he, to start. He should start. Vucevic is he's definitely going center. to start, and he's gonna get a he's gonna get a bunch of weird double doubles because this team can't shoot, and be like the last guy, the last coach's pick on an All Star. don't think he's gonna play enough minutes. Ibaka
1: is obviously the stretch four on this team. I mean,
0: he's he, like
2: they have. They have like four centers.
0: I'm just saying that's my prediction. Just Okay, wait. okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have I to revisit that one. I think, think, think he's or- a lot better than people realize. Uh, who's next? We
2: got the Washington Wizards oh, finishing baby. last year at forty one and forty one, trading their first round lottery pick to make a playoff run that did not succeed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here's But they do have Markeith Morris to show for it.
1: <laughs> here's what they did last uh this offseason. They re-signed Bradley Beal to a big contract. Uh, They signed Jan Mahinmi, Andrew Nicholson, Jason Smith, and they re-signed Marcus Thornton. Uh, They also traded for Trey
0: Burke. That is correct. Uh, They lost Allen Anderson, Jared Dudley, Nene, Raymond Sessions... Garrett Temple. That's who they lost. Sorry, I was I was just surprised Raymond Sessions played for the Washington Wizards. He's How'd probably, they let
2: him go, baby?
0: Yeah, I
1: mean, the guy's valuable. I don't like this team at all. Did this, this team opposite. get better? No, not at all. I, they didn't add anybody of significance. I guess Jan Mahinmi can be an interesting role player, bench guy, or, or maybe he's taking the Nene's spot in the starting rotation or starting lineup. I I hate I hate this team. There's nothing except for John Wall that I like about this basketball team. They're poorly coached. They play boring basketball. They have a new coach. Wait, who's their coach? Scotty Brooks. Scotty oh, Brooks, that's right. Baby. Oh God. <laughs> Boy, did he take <laughs> his job too
2: early. Oh, buddy. He um, locked it in. I mean...
1: All right, let me revise <laughs> Let me revise my opinion about the Wizards slightly. They're still going to suck, but they now have Scott Brooks as their coach. How much better... Here's a question. How much better is Scott Brooks than Randy Whitman? A hundred million times better, but Scott I Brooks know, is arguably still... Arguably not at all. That. I think <laughs> no. not at all. I think they're the same guy. No, I mean... Be- People say that Scott Brooks did nothing with Oklahoma City. He had to do a little bit to get them to the finals. No, he's You he's can't get to the finals right. with a he terrible is right. basketball coach. Randy Whitman was kind of stupid.
0: Yeah, there's that amazing video where you can't figure out uh, which, which, side which side the, the clipboard. The clipboard is that, was not, that was not the only time it happened in the playoffs I'm sure.
1: either. <laughs> I'm surprised he found his way to the arena every night. I just don't. I don't think that you could ever say that Scott Brooks is that bad of a coach.
2: They didn't Randy Whitman win a playoff series a year ago?
1: Yeah, that's that's possible. You can be a bad coach and win a playoff series, but to get to the finals, you got to have at least the ability You have to have, to have p- two of you have or to three have Kevin Durant, <laughs> Russell <laughs> Westbrook, and Serge <laughs> Ibaka. Oh, James, oh it's and, Harden, James and James Harden. Harden. Yeah. All you okay. need is
2: four all-stars on one team. You know how in
1: close basketball games where a, a timeout call is going to be really important or what the play is coming out of a timeout. These are things that Randy Whitman was not good at. I don't think the, Scott, Scott Brooks, Brooks is not good at, good at those, those either. But he's better. He was playing Derek
0: Fisher and Kendrick Perkins over James Harden and Serge Ibaka. Derek Fisher had been
1: there before, guys. Oh, so had no. Perk. Oh, oh, no. Veteran God. presence oh, on please the Please stop. Anyway, oh, we're we're Derek debating Fisher. minor things <laughs> yeah, yeah. about a team but that really, is garbage. So, we,
2: so we're looking at a start. Is Otto Porter finally going to start this no. year? <laughs>
1: I don't think so. I think maybe if Whitman was still around, just out of, like, loyalty to this guy, but I don't think he starts.
2: So it's... So what's their starting five? Okay. Wall and Beale. yes, the best friends. Uh, uh, oh, Markeith, I think Markeith
1: Morris, and then Jan Mahinmi, maybe, so, and Gortat. You can't play Markeith at the three. That's where you can't. Um, they have oh. to play Otto Porter. They got Trey Burke to play. Uh, oh boy, so
2: he's something. the new Raymond.
1: They got. Yeah. I kind of like. They getting got Trey, Trey Burke, Burke for, for nothing.
0: Yeah, that's that's but a good move. That's
2: the right guy to be put on this. But this is a weird team. They had such ambitions this year. They were going to chase Kevin Durant yeah. this offseason, and they ended up with Jan
0: Mahinmi, who
2: might not even be an upgrade over Nene,
1: who left. He,
0: I, I like Jan. Uh, he's not better than Nene, probably. The te- the, but they're like if, the
1: same. If we were asking the simple question of did this team get better or did this team get worse in the summer, they got worse. I mean, they're counting. no question.
0: A lot on either Ubre or Porter being able to be the starting three, right? Because also,
2: Morris has got who's their other who are their other forwards, power forwards. Markeef uh,
0: has to be their starting power forward, yeah, because he's, who's
2: the backups, power forward?
1: Uh, Jason Smith, An- Andrew Nicholson. Uh, there's not a lot on this team. <sighs> I think yeah. that what we're going to see is a situation where one of John Wall or Bradley Beal gets traded.
2: Yeah, yeah, we are.
1: And poor Scott Brooks.
2: Yeah, so I think I think they can trade Bradley Beal in January or February.
0: Is that is that right? I don't think it's going to be Beal to go though. I don't think so either. I think think it's it's Wall. Wall.
1: Yeah, I think that they 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 just re-signed Beal. He's
2: unhappy about everyone's contract in the entire league, including James Harden's renegotiation and extension, which isn't even comparable to him. He doesn't play the same position. It's a weird, unique contract situation. John Wall is still upset about that. That is a guy who is going to get traded. Yeah. Like, if you're that upset about random players who... He was mad about Reggie Jackson's contract. He's mad about Bradley Beal's contract. He hates Bradley Beal. It's just a perfect storm of you're going to
0: get traded. And normally... Uh I would be like the guy complaining about the contracts is uh the bad guy here but I'm kind of with John Wall on this one. <laughs> well yeah, I mean like,
1: uh, he deserves to I want to see John Wall go play he with wants, good players. He he should get Mike Conley money even though he's not maybe Well,
0: well I mean it's he signed that extension. That's kind of him and his agent's bad, but yeah. whatever. Get him out of Washington. I want to see him play with good players. I do too.
1: This is this is a a a dumpster fire of a basketball team that had a point where they could have made a leap if they had made proper moves. If they had replaced Whitman years ago, uh, but they didn't. You know, they they were all in on Nene and Gortat to be this you know pick and roll force with John Wall and for Beal to uh, elevate his game to stay healthy. Basically none of that happened. Gortat and Dene got older. Gortat never really uh found uh, a role to play offensively on that team that was beneficial. Uh, Beal kept getting hurt, will probably get hurt this season. They've hit a ceiling. This is it for this. Here's the Route to success for Washington. And, you know,
2: there was a route to success, which was called getting the number two pick in the draft, and they chose Otto Porter, and that is a haunting franchise decision. You just don't... Some teams get a lot of chances at that, but when you are that kind of ambitious playoff team, that was, you know, that was really their last lottery pick, and they got Otto Porter out of it. And... You know, someone will probably give them a lot of stuff for John Wall, but it's, I mean, it's a total reset. Like Gortat and Wall
1: should both be. What you're not going to get for John Wall is an elite player on the level of John Wall. You're going to get two or three players that are very good, Mm -hmm. but you're not. So where you get a lottery ticket? Yeah. Where where who's trading for John Wall?
2: I mean, everybody in the league should be should be interested.
1: I would. Be intrigued if Boston got John Wall, but they're not going to trade to a, a team in the Eastern Conference. I think he'll go. They also have five point guards. Right, but then you can get rid of some of those guys to have an elite point guard instead of Isaiah Thomas, who, as we all know, Isaiah Thomas can score, but he's not on the level of a John Wall.
2: No, I mean, I, I think almost any team in the league would be happy to get John Wall.
0: I'm
1: just saying who who would who, who wants does it make him? sense for? Yeah, who would who go after sense? him?
2: But, I mean, I think I think a lot of teams Ooh. would want him. The Detroit Pistons. Ooh, would, San
1: would Antonio. Interested.
2: That would be incredible. I was wow. thinking that. I don't know what they would trade necessarily. They don't have a lot of but, pieces. Yeah. But, yeah, that does make a great
1: deal of Just sense. Just like Tony Parker, rise off into the sunset. I kind of like putting him with Thibodeau and
2: with the T-Wolves. And a team that I think actually would be – Pretty intrigued to get him, and I think might be his most likely landing spot. Also has a lot of stuff to throw back. Trades with Washington a lot. The Phoenix Suns. John, this is Another like where point all, guard for the. Phoenix <laughs> Suns. I'm just saying it's where all disgruntled point guards go. They don't really have a lot of point guards now.
1: What about
0: Dallas? I mean, they have the. They do they have Brandon Knight they have uh um
2: yeah but they'll trade they'll trade Bledsoe or Knight so. back devin booker yeah. and then they'll throw in a young player or a pick you know it'll be Mark chris, chris or or the dragon yeah
1: it just what about booker for for a wall
2: uh i mean he kind of plays the same position as Beale, i think
1: that's true but, Yeah, but can he handle better than Beal. No. He could play the one, you know. No,
0: Beal handles better.
1: Than I would Oger.
2: just I would just think you
1: He was playing the one uh, in Summer League though.
2: I think it's a Phoenix point guard plus some sweetener for John Wall is what you get. A pick, maybe a young guy. It's just historically that's where those guys go. They've had Penny <laughs> Hardaway, Marbury, like like every NBA point guard in trouble Kid. goes yeah. through that Nash <laughs> Everyone spent some time there. I wanted, Dragic, Isaiah Thomas, like anybody who fought with a coach but has a sweet jumper, Phoenix will. He'll be in Phoenix for two or three years, and then it won't work out. And then he'll, and he'll end go up somewhere in the Dallas else. Mavericks. Yeah. That's, that's like what that's happened. Where I yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. I like it, is this is re- this is rehab. You get you get your knee issues under control. You get to run a team and then eventually Rick Carlisle yells plays to you from the sidelines for the rest <laughs> of your life as you plod up and down the court w- feeding it to Dirk.
1: I want to see him go to a good team though. I don't want to see him go to Phoenix. I think Phoenix with John Wall is going to be a 7 seed. Yeah, but that's one I
2: I don't know who
1: at the top end is Spurs or Mavericks. I like both of those they options. I don't have to trade. I know. I'm just this but is, look, a, this is lo- more of this is more <laughs> of a wish fulfillment thing for me to see a team that's fun and good get a, te- a player that's also fun yeah, and good. Yeah, that's why and make I want to see fun him. More I want to see him in Minnesota. I just I don't think he's going to go to a team that's not close to being a contender yet. If he was I on Dallas, he
2: could get Harrison Barnes so many open looks, and you know <laughs> what that guy does with open
1: shots. Brick them.
0: I think if you add John Wall to Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, they're very good. That's a really good team. In two years, that's a team that makes the playoffs this year.
2: So they trade. So they get. They trade
0: Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn and some other stuff. And Zach Levine, maybe. Or something like that. Yeah. Or uh Dang, Jang. Gorgi Jang. Like Yeah, I don't really see pick. him
1: fitting on that team. No. I mean, he can do things. He can yeah. he can protect the rim, he can rebound, but do they need him on a team that's already fairly large? And
2: does John Wall wanna to move to Minneapolis? Yeah.
1: Probably not.
2: You never know. Maybe he's a big Prince fan.
1: The, the Timberwolves have had s- so many problems getting guys to come to their team. They've dra- they can draft uh, as many uh, top prospects as they want, but will they ever be able to trade for an elite player or sign an elite player uh, from another team? I, I don't would, think so.
2: I'm just waiting for them to just make a full on recruiting pitch at the Mall of America. <laughs> I think Towns is good Paisley enough. Park, where to
1: people, bring people will want to go there. Yeah. He is definitely good enough. I I agree with that. I there is so, it seems like some franchises are snake bitten. Some franchises just don't have the ability to get people excited about their town, their prospects. Always. Are
2: you saying that about Minnesota or Washington? Both,
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually both. Uh, let's move on because yeah, yeah. I think we've decided that Washington so is going to be terrible. Worst team in
0: this division, you think? Do they?
1: I think last? they're the worst team. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're not That's... nearly as exciting to me as Orlando because of their lack of dynamic young players. Orlando
2: Orlando is such a zero or a hundred team. You know that Drake song, zero or a hundred. <laughs> 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 All
0: uh, right. Who's yeah. next, Sean?
2: Uh, well, I mean, by the tiebreakers, it's the Charlotte Hornets.
1: Oh. Oh. oh, This was a surprise team last season. What mm-hmm. was their record? They were
2: really good. 48 and 34.
1: Now, one of the things that we're going to have to point out about Charlotte is the players, some of the players, not all of the players, but some of the players who were instrumental in their ability to make the playoffs are gone. Mr. Jeremy, Lynn. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy yeah. Lin. Mr. Jefferson. Marvin Williams. But no,
0: let's start with who they added. That's okay, how we Okay, okay, this. okay. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I, I got a little ahead of myself. I had a really strong take coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholas Batum re-signed. They added Roy Hibbert.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, I had completely missed that bit of news. Uh
1: I forgot, but I'm glad I, I know now. Uh guard Brian Roberts. Oh guess who's come over? Ramon Sessions. Oh, he's back, baby. Mike Toby. Don't know who that is. All right, me neither. <laughs> and they re signed Marvin Williams. And, and they... they traded for Marco Bellinelli.
2: Okay.
0: So and they lost. They lost. Al Jefferson.
2: Wasn't playing a lot last year. Courtney True. Lee Okay,
0: Jeremy Lin. Okay. Troy Daniels. Yeah, it's fine. And the pick that became Malachi Richardson.
2: Oh, which they traded for Bellinelli. Yeah. Well, I am not bullish on Malachi Richardson's no. prospects. So. <laughs> <laughs> especially in like... Sacramento. That feels like a team that said we don't need to add a 19-year-old to our team. Yes.
0: But... Losing Al Jefferson, Courtney Lee, and Jeremy Lin seems like a lot to lose. It does
1: to me too.
2: But I don't. I don't really think Al Jefferson was playing a lot. He was playing on the second sure. unit last year. He wasn't playing any defense.
0: And they really do get Michael Kidd Gilchrist back. Right.
2: That's the real addition. He didn't, year. Year. he didn't play at all. Yeah. And he's a he's his numbers when he's on and off the court are dramatic. If you he buy is... into that kind of thing, he's legitimately an elite defensive player in a way that you know, not a lot of wing defenders are. Is
1: he going to develop an offensive game?
2: You know, probably probably not.
1: Everybody's got to have a jump shot in this league now. I think
0: you can play him because you're playing Batum and Williams. I think you can play him offensively at the four. Like In the spots, you know what I mean?
2: So essentially they are replacing Courtney Lee with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Yeah. And then Bellinelli for shooting.
0: Off the bench, And then
2: Sessions and Roberts basically are replacing Jeremy Lin. Yeah. So you're essentially running it back. Who's their starting center? Are they starting a Zeller?
1: I think they're going to start
2: Roy Hibbert.
1: Are they going to start Frank Kaminsky? (laughs) I don't like Frank Kaminsky, but if I have a choice between Frank Kaminsky and Roy Hibbert, I'm taking Frank Kaminsky as my starter. I have a feeling that Roy Hibbert is going to be the starting center on opening night. Wow, in Charlotte. I mean, Steve Clifford does amazing things with guys like
0: that, though.
2: Right. I think
0: I think Roy Hibbert
2: is completely
1: washed. I think so too.
2: I mean, he's.
0: It's I, weirdly we not saw his him fault, play basketball. Though.
2: Well, I mean what? it's his body's fault.
0: Well, yeah, no, but I just mean like
2: It's his flesh I sort that's of let feel like
0: <laughs> the league jumped. Pass him by. Yeah, the yeah. league jumped in like three years where he went from like the defensive player of the year to not being able to play in the NBA. And he—it's not like he declined. The league just changed. Well, he's—he
1: did decline a little bit in that he was not able to finish at the rim a lot of times. Yeah. he wasn't catching passes. He—he he can't really post up. He has no post moves. He's
2: a large seven-two guy who had to really, really work on his body. Even coming out of college as a four-year senior to even be able to like functionally run down the court. Yeah. And I just think when you're that big, you don't have that big a window. He's a he's a yeah. less athletic I mean,
1: how Dwight long Howard you, who can't run pick and rolls.
2: He doesn't have the kind of body like you see somebody like Shaquille O'Neal who is seven one, mm-hmm. and that's like a natural looking body. Roy Hibbert, it to his good. It's weird that he feels like a disappointment when actually he's a gigantic success. He's yeah. it's it's a huge upset that he was able to get himself. Into the shape where he was, like, an elite defensive-level player. But this is where Roy Hibbert is right now is right where you would have thought he would have been coming out of college.
1: Big question. Will mm-hmm. he be in the league next season?
2: Yeah. I don't really think so. I don't think so either. I mean, that's why I don't think he's going to start for Charlotte because he just yeah, I he's think done, dude. Who he's started just...
0: for Charlotte last year at center?
2: Well, Jefferson before he got hurt, and right. then I believe they were starting... Their Zeller.
0: So do you think Cody starts? I mean, they took the good Zeller. Like, he's supposed to be the good one.
2: So it looks like officially their depth chart is Walker, but their starting five being Walker, Batum, Kid Gilchrist, Marvin Williams, and Cody Zeller. With their two backup bigs being Spencer Hawes and Frank Kaminsky. Oh, Spencer Hawes. We and forgot they've about got Hoss. they've got Hibbert yeah. listed as the third string center. Like I uh, don't even know if he's about Spencer Hawes. Also, uh, Jay Lamb in the backcourt too. Right.
0: I think this team is really good, actually. <laughs> like defensively, I think that's like. Right. By
2: the way, do you know what Roy Hibbert's nickname was in college? No. Big stiff.
0: <laughs> Guys. I th- I'm, I'm sensing a thing about this—the uh, Southeast Division. Uh, so far, we've gone through Jeff Green, Otto Porter, and Roy Hibbert. <gasps> Uh-oh. They love the Southeast Division. Loves shitty Georgetown prospects. Wow. <laughs> wow that's a that's a hot <laughs> that's a, take that's right an there.
1: Interesting statistic that you've just thrown down. There's um, been a Georgetown guy we hate on
0: every team so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's not jinx it. We still have a couple teams left. Where do we see Charlotte finishing? Because I think we've gone sort of like we've rubber banded a little bit. We've gone back and forth between this team sucks to now it feels like we're coming around to the Hornets that maybe they're going to make the playoffs again. They've I have got more depth pretty that- good.
2: Yeah, I mean, if 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 Kid Gultris comes back, I think they could win 50 games.
0: Yeah, really I think do. they're a playoff team. 45 to 50 games, sure. And, yeah, there's a lot of guys
2: that could get better on their team. And that aren't... I mean, it, I, I've been very mean about Roy Hibbert being washed, but he's kind of the only guy on the team that you'd say that.
0: Like, even the journeyman guys... Are like 26, 27. I do I like worry. Ellie too. I do worry about any time anyone pays Marvin Williams, though. Yeah. And they did pay Marvin Williams. But I don't think. Do you don't think, think he's going to be is, lazy next season? I think he kind of is a guy like that, yeah. Is he? I just think. I don't, I don't really I, know, he, actually. I think he's a guy without a lot of motor. Let's just say that. I think he's.
2: I think he's a disappointing. Top pick that's not actually disappointing in retrospect. Oh, like sure. if Otto Porter had Marvin Williams's career, he would be thanking his lucky stars. <laughs> you know why? Because Marvin Williams went to North Carolina.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Otto
1: Porter has a safe job for the next few years. I don't think he's. I don't think they're going to give up on him Let's in get, Washington. You mean? Yeah, yeah. We got to get off of Otto Porter. We okay, can. we've Sorry. talked We're way so too mean. much he's about. He's a little Porter. bit of a pet project for me. Uh, all right, I'm going to say. I'm going to say for the Hornets. Forty-eight
2: games. Yeah, repeating, right. running it right back. Yeah. I think running that it seems, back. Yeah. I bet. I bet that's. Yeah, that seems just about right. And I think
1: because of one of our next teams, they're going to definitely make the playoffs because one of those next teams is going to regress significantly. So
2: your your next team, based on the tiebreaker, also a forty-eight win team is the
0: Atlanta Hawks, the Hot Atlanta oh. Ox. Oh uh why don't you tell us who the atlanta hawks uh, added uh, first oh uh, baby
1: uh, they were 48 wins you said 48 okay. and 34 okay so they added in the draft Bimbri, uh-huh. a shooting guard and shooting guard isaiah cordonier i believe i'm pronouncing that correctly he's not gonna make the team uh all <laughs> right free agents kim Baysmore is coming back malcolm delaney uh, D twelve Superman has entered the building. Dwight Howard.
2: Boy, I had forgotten the D twelve was his nickname. <laughs> I was like D twelve. Who? You mean,
1: wait, you mean like the M&M crew? Yeah, like I was. <laughs> <laughs> Purple pills. I do
2: remember the D twelve banner <laughs> that the Lakers hung and then quickly removed. We don't with, need with his it. short free agency. There's
1: nothing to say about that. Dwight Howard. Okay. Chris Humphreys resigned. resigned. Jarrett Jack. And Mike Muscala opted in, and they received Torian Prince mm-hmm. in a trade at the draft pick. Another rookie. Yeah.
2: Torian Prince four, Jeff Teague.
0: Yeah. And they also they lost Jeff Teague, Lamar Patterson, and Al Horford.
1: I got to say Torian End Prince. End of an
0: era, I'm going to say, in Atlanta.
1: Victorian Prince, though, has one of the best names in the league because he sounds like a character from Star Trek. Yeah, call me when he's Sauce
0: Castillo. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, I am not excited about this team. Let's just say who they who they brought back to, just so that we don't have another Spencer Hawes situation. Uh-huh. Yes. Tim Hardaway Jr., Kyle Korver, right. Paul Millsap, Dennis Schroeder, yeah. Mike Scott, Tabo uh-huh. Salkalosha. Keep going. Tiago Splitter. Yeah, girl. And Walter Tavares.
0: I think they're going it- to blow this team up. Yeah, I do, too.
1: Yeah. Dwight Howard is an addition to this team. Just makes me want to puke. I hate Dwight Howard because of what he did to the Lakers, so I will never like him. I think offensive regression will continue. Defensive regression will continue. Can I comment on that briefly? Yes. Yes.
2: You hate what Dwight Howard did to the Lakers, but how much of that was Kobe Bryant?
1: Zero. 60%. Dwight Howard is soft. (laughs) Ugh. He's a. Su- uh, uh, also, Didn't he have a broken back all yeah. season? What a pussy. What a pussy. Um, I'm being mildly facetious, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but I do think that Dwight Howard's uh, trade to the Lakers was part of the problem with that team regressing in uh, 2012. The him and Steve Nash, obviously. Not the right choice for that team, but I don't want to make this about the Lakers. I want to make this about the Atlanta Hawks. He's a Hawks. pretty
0: good NBA player still. Dwight. Well, you know, the, the When the, he's
1: healthy. The, he, yeah. When he is healthy.
2: The defensible part about Dwight Howard coming in for Al Horford, Al Horford is definitely a much better player all around, and he is mm-hmm. a more skilled player. But for what the Atlanta Hawks did not have last year, which is the rim protection and, and the ability the to get a single rebound. Like, right. that is He still the is a double-double double machine. He's a double-double machine, and, you know, you look at his career recently, he's going to miss 10 games a year.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he going to end up having to go to... Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, to go meet one of his illegitimate children for the first time. Maybe. Maybe.
2: I mean, he's closer to his previous illegitimate children now that he's back in the Southeast <laughs> yeah, good Division. Point. Uh-huh. Another uh, thing I want
1: to say about Dwight Howard is his track record, regardless of what you think about Kobe Bryant and his part that uh, he played in that fiasco, uh-huh. Dwight Howard has a history of going to teams and those teams imploding due to a variety of locker room chemistry Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. I would say that's fair. Is that going to happen this year? My vote is yes.
2: I think he's just going to... I honestly... I've said on this podcast before that my dream is that Dwight Howard goes to Atlanta... And gets really fat. Yeah, that would yeah. be, I think, the most Bojangles fun outcome. All the time. Bojangles all the time. Uh-huh. The nightlife. He's back home. He's comfortable. He got paid. This might be his last contract. How fun would it be to see that Superman body add thirty-five <laughs> unnecessary pounds? Dwight like,
1: Howard is going to be a Magic City every Monday. I can't. Turning up.
2: I just can't wait for the like. I just feel like the basketball part of it's going to be kind of boring. Like, he'll be fine. He's like a famous guy who's going to be, you know, I a don't, slightly positive
0: player on the court. I don't think Dwight's going to be the problem on this team.
2: I think that's that's why. I just think off the field it could be legendary. Like, he could yeah, have a good like champion in The, scandals, campaign. the yeah. scandals, the weight gain, uh his jokes are not going to fly with Paul Millsap. No. I'll tell you that right <laughs> oh, now. Dennis Schroeder might find him hilarious. The, so that, that German is... sense of humor, is like, oh, that is a thought. That is <laughs> the funniest sound that there is. Dwighty is he hilarious. A
0: <laughs> yeah. That to me is actually the bigger problem I Dennis have Schreuder? with this team. Yeah, is I believe Jeff Teague is infinitely better than Dennis Schroeder. Yes, and no question. Adding. Schroeder, who doesn't really like to move the ball, and Dwight, who doesn't really like to move the ball to that ball movement offense, is going to be difficult. what
1: we're all forgetting with this team is that they were a real unit. Mm -hmm. They functioned together excellently, and that year when they were the number one seed, they were able to... Have such a connection to each other and move the ball and do things off the ball that were, you know, really impressive, borderline poetic, and great to watch. When you start pulling pieces out out, out of this jenga puzzle, it's going to fall over. Yeah. And now you've replaced uh, Al Horford with Dwight Howard, and you've replaced uh, Jeff, Teague, Jeff with Teague with Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Is that those are those are not upgrades? Those are well, not I, those are not things that are going to be one to one equivalencies. So this is not going to be the same basketball team it was two years ago or last year.
2: Yeah, you've you've just the way that works is if you're really hitting on these draft picks, and I I I'm very confident that Tim Hardaway becomes a totally acceptable rotation player with this team. Like they're good yeah. enough at coaching guys, and maybe even. Torian Prince or Bembry. But to me, this is a team that not only are you... Not only is the team not going to work when you're pulling the Jenga pieces out, the guys on the
0: team know that they're Jenga pieces now. Right. So... That being said, I do like Jared Jack for them. Sure, but I, I expect just, Jared Jack to have a very good backup role for them this I, year.
2: I think it's very difficult to build a team that has any cohesiveness when you just know yeah. that they're... Who do they have a long-term commitment to on this team? Right, Kent Bazemore. He's the only Schreuder guy with a deal. Schroeder and Bazemore are the core Schreuder. of the team. But like yeah.
0: Millsap's got to know they were shopping him. I think two S- months ago. I think Millsap and Corver are going to get traded in the next year. Yeah. So so it's I think it's tough because Is they're doing that thing where they're
2: trying to to win every trade and they're trying to kind of upgrade and you know they've they. They didn't have a ton of options because they didn't want to give Al Horford a five-year contract, mm-hmm. and they just they just didn't want to do it. But
1: part, part of me thinks that was a good choice because this is another team that hit a ceiling mm-hmm. in the same way that Washington hit their ceiling two years ago. Atlanta probably hit their ceiling two years ago yeah. because they never added an I, elite player who would complement that rotation.
0: I think there's something to be said for like when it comes to adding players later for loyal being loyal to a guy like Al Horford. Yeah. I mean I, I think so.
2: And I think when they when they didn't give him the fifth year, that sends a message to the rest of the roster. And honestly, I think they missed a little bit of an opportunity this year because they could have bottomed out. I think maybe the move really would have been to uh move Millsap anyway. All these teams have money. All these teams are... Millsap is like a real game changer. Do it in the offseason. They could have tanked for one year and come back with a pretty young core, a high pick, and whatever assets they got from... I mean, maybe they're just going to do it at the deadline anyway, but it seems like signing Dwight Howard maybe cut an opportunity to have a nice one-year Spurs-esque lottery bottom, and then come right back How
1: out. How good is this draft going to be? I've this is supposed to be
2: very this good.
0: This draft is supposed to be insane. Right. Apparently, there's like 12, 12 guys that everyone loves. Well, maybe
1: D- maybe Dwight Howard was signed purely to sell jerseys.
2: Maybe. And I think, but they Isn't have... a two-year deal? Or it's, a three-year deal? I don't yeah, think it's year year something significant. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that being said, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they I think they're worse, but they're they're a forty eight win team that lost some pieces, but I still think they're like a forty four win team.
1: They're well coached and they still have enough of their players left that they are probably yeah. going to be fine. They
2: still Paul Millsap's an all star, you know. Schroeder's not as good as Teague, but Teague missed some time last year. You know, it's just yeah. it's a it's a competent enough team that plays in the Eastern Conference and that's forty four wins. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Final team. This team is definitely not making the playoffs this year in my opinion. The Miami Heat. This team is making the playoffs. So well, what do you what do you think it? what do you think the Hawks how oh, many wins record? do you think the Hawks get? Yeah. I'm going to say 45. Yeah. 43.
2: Okay. And just and just for reference last year 44 wins was the eighth seed. Okay. So, yeah, so they'll be they're, they're around, they'll be they'll right be on it. I'm yeah. not
1: saying they won't be around. I'm just saying that there is enough competition yeah. In the Eastern Conference at the bottom. I mean, they'll be worse. Yeah, and they're gonna be worse. Yeah.
0: Everyone in the East to me is winning between 32 <laughs> and 40
1: <laughs> <laughs> games. Except for the Sixers. You're just
2: going to Vegas and like, yeah, any anyone that looks any big or small number, <laughs> that's what you bet against.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um all right, so the Heat, uh this 48 is, and 34 again. I love the Heat. <laughs> yeah, I. this is uh, mystifying to me, but let's talk about who they added. Uh, no draft picks. Uh, Wayne Ellington. Udonis Haslam re-signed. James Johnson. Tyler Johnson re-signed. Rodney Magruder. Willie Reed. Bino Udry. Dion Waiters, my man. Yes. The return of Hassan Whiteside. And Derek Williams. And they traded for a Luke Babbitt. Boy. Who did they, who did they lose? Let's uh, I mean no one of
2: significance,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> uh they lost Lou Aldang. Ooh. Gerald Green. Yeah. 7-time All-Star Joe Johnson. <laughs> wow.
1: And yeah. Dwayne Wade. Oh, and also Amari. Retired. Oh, and Amari retired. Well, this, this team to me is is devastated. Um I, there I, are players that I like <laughs> on this team. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But there are so many guys who were important to that playoff run that are gone, uh, and let's let's talk about the uh, elephant in the room—the very handsome elephant in the room, Chris Bosh. Mm-hmm. He's probably not playing basketball next nope, year. Nope, he's playing. So Chris he Bosch has is gonna he play. has
2: he has blood clot issues, and. Uh, I, I kind of think he's maybe endangering his life by playing. But mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And Joey thinks that the Heat are want him to retire so they can get his salary I off the I think it's cap.
0: a stalemate right now. Uh, I think that's why you see, like, Chris Bosch's wife posting videos of him on Instagram uh, playing basketball with, like, Snide. I forget exactly what the comment was, but... Uh, there were like things in quotations about how the heat and that was clearly directed at the heat.
1: I think the only recourse that he would have legally would be to go through the players association right. and sue the team. Well, well the, the
0: players association has already kind of sided with him. The um,
2: the owners had the owner did tweet Mickey Harrison it is it is not going to be a stalemate this year because Mickey Harrison tweeted that he is excited to see Chris Bosch in camp so the the heat will not be barring him from training camp at least so
0: i think what's going to happen is he's going to not take some long road trips because it's actually the plane flights that are the problem right uh, so i think but I think he's
1: going to play. Man, if the the best case scenario is that he doesn't take some road trips, they play half of their games no, outside no. of Miami. It's, <laughs> but it's not.
0: But it's the West Coast road trips that are the problem. It's flights over like four hours. Well, that's that's good because those yeah. won't be <laughs> those particularly difficult <laughs> games. But <laughs> you can start McRob- McBob. Yeah, sure. Here's the thing. I have faith. I love Chris Bosh. That's
1: a f- that's perfectly he's within playing, your right. He's
0: playing until he's not playing in my mind. I think you have that's the way I'm viewing it. But how many how many games? What is, what
2: is your prediction if you had to bet an over under on games that Chris Bosh plays next season, what would
0: it be?
1: 65. Wow. I'm going to go ahead and say 35. <laughs> I think that's the most that he's going to play, honestly, because even if he does go to camp even if he does start the season, at some point this is going to catch up to him. And even if he has this this uh, plan to not go on certain road trips, at some point he's going to get shut down.
2: I would love to see a healthy Chris Bosh.
1: Me too. I think all three of us in this room want to see him play. But I have to be realistic. An and offense. the other
2: the other thing I would say is that. I don't think the team is going to be good enough for them to push him to play 65 games. I think Absolutely. that's really what's going to happen. I think they're going to be good enough. I because do not. you look at just their team that played in game seven of the finals and you've lost, you know, 100 player minutes mm-hmm. from that game. So their, depth, their, their, their team right now, it's not a terrible starting five with Bosch. Goron, Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, Chris Bosch, Hassan Whiteside. But there is no depth. There's none. You got, I guess, maybe Waiters plays a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, boy. But Josh what a, what McRoberts. A, what a great scenario there. Derrick Williams. This uh, is a, Wayne no, Ellington. They have no bigs. This is an ugly And team. Whiteside is not a picture of health no. either.
1: And also not you know, the most reliable person to be your your leader they I signed just, him such a big contract he's not the leader ostensibly he should be though because Dragic is Dragic is the leader yeah, and Dragic but Whiteside, is really good but Whiteside is is going to have a lot more pressure on him this year than he did last year because he doesn't have Dwayne Wade to sort of be the guy in the in it's an open it's an open playing field in that locker room for who will step up Dragic is definitely the best player on that team and he's a veteran. And he and Wade were a terrible match. Yes, they were. I just think Dwayne Wade could giving, never play with an elite point
0: guard. I just think giving Dragic to the ball, running pick and rolls with uh, Bosh, okay, and <laughs> and Whiteside, <laughs> is actually like legitimately. Uh, then what do you? A say? great offense. Then what do you say? And to, I think to Sean's and point. I think Winslow's going to get a lot is going to be a lot lot better. What All right. do
1: you say to Sean's point where that the, the they have no depth.
0: the heat always they never seem to have depth, and they always find guys like Tyler Johnson and Josh Richardson like and they get weird things out of like Spolstra just gets weird things out of veterans, like he'll probably get something out of Derek Williams like or and he'll definitely get something out of Deion Waiters because it's Deon Waiters' last chance here. It's one last ride for Dion Waiters if isn't he wants to be an the NBA furious player. Seven isn't, it, isn't
2: it weird though that that that's that that it, we're looking at this as Dion Waiters' last chance and it's his last ride, when he was good in the playoffs yeah. last year for a good team. Honestly, he must be so personally unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just missed it when the carousel stopped this year, but. After last year, it felt like he had been redeemed. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Durant left, and he signed a three million one one-year contract.
1: Uh-huh. I don't think he's popular. Yeah, he must. You think about the guys who always end up on a team, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, The Kendrick Perkins just always ends up playing for someone at some point.
2: Mm-hmm. And, the, and the high pick who doesn't deliver just has a stink on him. Yep in a way that a later pick just has a little more time. Dion
1: Waiters was supposed to be a starter, and now he's a, a, a satisfactory role player. And I think maybe that's just something that people don't like his attitude. It's I just think
2: weird to think that he was playing like 30-plus minutes a game for a team that, Definitely could have won the NBA title, and now he is like back to pariah status. I think, Spolstra, and it seems like
0: nothing changed about him, right? I think Spolster is going to get a lot out of him. I think Spolster is going to get a lot out of James Johnson, mm-hmm. weirdly, because that's another totally like heat re- rehabilitation style guy. Where it's like a guy who had like two great weeks for the Toronto Raptors three years ago, and then he shows up, and it's like, oh, they're taught him how to be a rotation player. Like I just have a lot of faith in Spolstra, a lot of faith in Dragic and a lot of faith in Chris Bosh. being Healthy.
2: I mean, I, I, I like those guys and I agree with what you are saying, but I think the white side Bosch Dragic triumvirate, Mm -hmm. you've, you have such a high injury risk and one of those guys missing two months means you miss the playoffs. Yeah, this yeah.
1: team is not good enough to make the playoffs in my opinion.
2: I think I think if everybody was like in a video game with injuries turned off, this team's like a 4 seed, mm-hmm. honestly. I really do with with that coach and that organization, but just, you know, point guard Dragic is great and he's 30. Now, Chris Bosh is older than 30. <laughs> Things Thirty-one do, things yeah. do
1: change in the NBA. Trades are made, teams go up, teams go down, and when you talk about the Miami Heat, you're talking about one of the best-run organizations in the NBA. With, granted, Pat Riley has a way of Pat booting had a bad off seasons. Booting, I would yes, he's had a bad off seasons. He let the greatest player in in Heat franchise history walk uh, f- over a few million dollars. Pat Riley is doing his damnedest to alienate the guys that he has and you know getting people like Dwayne Wade to leave uh preventing Chris Bosch from playing basketball when he so badly wants to mm-hmm. what is he going to be able to do in the first half of the season before the deadline to maybe make some moves to to shore up this team because they do have a chance to make a run, but they're gonna need a piece. God.
2: They're they're thinking about a max salary slot next summer. I think that's I think that's so. They're the not making any moves. Up. I had nothing that's gonna lock them in. I don't think so. I mean, it really depends on if Chris, if they can get Chris Bosch's salary off the books or not, because they they have the ability to if they make some moves to create a max slot for a free agent next summer, and yeah. there's you know some guys to sign, and it. I think it's kind of a stalemate but it's really just going to come down to I think ultimately whether it is dangerous for Chris Bosch to play basketball or not. Right. You know. I think and you I know don't both think teams think it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so if they have him it'll be it'll be interesting cuz they might they might just decide you know they they don't want to get rid of the guys they'd have to to clear up that money and they're content to go for the 5 seed but I don't know. I would just I would just say, I think as good as Spolster is, as as promising as some of those young players are, they're probably, I think they're going to be too injured
0: and a little too old to make the playoffs. Here's what I'm going to do. Are you ready for this, guys? More yeah. than anything. I just decided this. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to put $10. Okay. I'm going to go to Vegas at some point between now and the season starting, and I'm going to put $10 on Chris Bosh winning the MVP. 'Cause in a dream scenario, in my dream, it's what's gonna happen. Cause imagine if it happened, it'd be the greatest. I wish you could be the greatest face. thing of all time. You know it
2: would be more valuable. Me giving you $10 right well, now? Well, I think this was just an Instagram video of us burning a $10 bill, <laughs> but I think that's a federal offense. Uh, and we're already going to hear from Tesh's lawyers. The, I bet
0: the odds right now are like 600 to 1 or
1: something. You know what that's oh.
2: called? That's called betting the field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, well, let's go around the room and decide uh, where the Miami Heat are going to finish record-wise. Joey, obviously, 70 wins. That's if what you're Chris picking. Bosch, if Chris Bosch <laughs> plays... Fifty-three wins.
0: Fifty-three wins. Okay, if Chris sh- Bosh plays. Okay, Sean. If Key. Chris Bosh doesn't play,
2: forty-three wins. Okay. Uh, I think even with faith in this team, they're going forty and forty-two, and I think it, it's a respectable, fun team to watch. But they just there's gonna there's gonna be a point when uh, they realize that there there's a certain that that they're locked into. Maxing out at the 7 or 8 seed, and I think that they might make some personnel decisions, either in terms of trades or rest, that reflect that. But but look out for the 17-18 heat.
1: Yeah. I think that it's going to be a rough year. I think Whiteside is going to regress from a pretty good season last year. I think Justice Winslow will probably get better because he'll have a little bit more playing time without people in his way.
0: Without seven-time All-Star Joe Johnson, correct? Or Lou Aldang? Yes. Or what? Two-time All-Star <laughs> Lou Aldang? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Current Laker Lou Aldang. Uh, He's going to be a great mentor to Yee. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We we'll talk about the Pacific Division later. Uh, but I think Chris Bosh is not going to play much basketball, if any. Uh, I think that they're just not going to be as good that period. They're just not they're gonna be, win thirty seven games and they're gonna miss the playoffs. Thirty seven basketball games. I'm
0: betting with my heart Chris Bosch all the way.
1: I don't like this team. I do like Bolstra, I think he's a great coach. I just think this is probably the worst team he's ever had to to throw out on the court. It's just it's just unfortunate. Chris
2: Bosch is a it's great a basketball player. And uh honestly I would be thrilled if he played. 40 games this year it'd be delightful i mean
1: it'd be even
2: better if he played more than 40 games i mean but Mm -hmm. like 40 seems like it would be a gift even
1: so that says to me that we're back with avengers (laughs) we're all picking charlotte to win this division correct yes yeah yeah i like charlotte me too
2: look at especially looking at this we really uh, had
1: to talk it out to figure out I I would not have said that before we started talking about it but it's
0: like it's a slam dunk to me if Chris Bosh is playing the heater winning the division
1: okay well that's not going to happen so So. let's continue Uh, so the last thing that we have to do this week then is the 2016 2017 Golden State Warriors super team has to play a fantasy team of our choosing and this week in honor of Joey Mm Devine's undying affection for, I guess, his favorite non-warrior. We're going to have the Golden State Warriors. I don't even know if he's my favorite <laughs> non-warrior. It certainly <laughs> seems like it is. that is. We're having the 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors play a team of five Chris Boshes. But five. I, here's what I think we should do. Instead of them all being identical Chris Boshes, Chris Bosh through the eras. Oh, that's Through the years. So Toronto Raptors Chris Bosh. Miami Heat, Big Three, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh with a blood clot situation. Okay. College basketball, Chris Bosh. And Team USA, Chris Bosh? I was going to say Chris Bosh in junior high school. Oh. But let's go with Team (laughs) USA, Chris Bosh anyway.
2: I also think that the backup should be various incarnations of the Toronto Raptors mascot because
1: Chris Bosh looks like a dinosaur. But I also think that that's just giving them too much of an advantage. So far we've established in this universe that mascots are very good at basketball and will beat the Golden it State Warriors. What, hold
0: on. You're forgetting why the mascots were winning. It's because they were riding ATVs and jumping off trampolines. <laughs> uh that was why they and they had t-shirt guns like they're not good at basketball. They just had weapons. Yeah, but if you
1: include a mascot, then you get all those <laughs> weapons at your disposal, right? That's like a cheat code for this, is having a mascot. They're the most powerful. <laughs> no, it's like having a Charizard or <laughs> in Pokemon. I just don't, I don't I, yeah, know okay. what
2: Pokemon are. All right, um-
1: <laughs> we should have the Warriors play Pokemon. That week. will be next week. <laughs> okay, so I think that Chris Bosh playing with himself... Uh, there's not really a lot of uh versatility on that team.
2: That's that is the problem is that yeah. you don't have a ton of ball handling. You have
1: a lot of length. You have and you have about <laughs> as
2: much length as you
1: <laughs> And what else what is the kryptonite of the Golden State Warriors length guys? And
2: uh teams a good shooter. that uh have like blood on blood
0: thinners. Yes. When
2: opponents on blood thinners they really
0: struggle. Well they're not like playing the game at altitude. That okay. is true. Yeah, okay. that, 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 where are they playing? They all
2: they all take a bus to the game. There's no air travel. Involved. I think
0: they're playing in Toronto. Okay. Oh, okay. In the empty tor In the empty, ter- in the empty the Toronto air Canada State Center. Area. Yeah, air Canada but Center. With no, no one was there watching Chris Bosh. Okay.
3: Be
2: but really Raptor good Park, watching it on a giant screen, is packed. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: just yeah. no one. Could get <laughs> no one wanted to pay the ticket price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to say I think Chris Bosh takes it. I do. Cuz he has the length. He can play defense on all five positions. He is a competent outside shooter. So he can, you know, spread He's, the floor yeah. for himself. The only problem is him getting the ball up the court. Is he really going to be able to handle, get get people open, uh pass the ball uh into the uh interior? effectively I just I don't know I don't think that I, who's coaching this team Chris Bosh yeah, it's Chris Bosh
2: he's smart yeah, yeah. he's like a coach <laughs> on the floor yeah
0: uh I, I'm gonna give it to him I'm I, gonna you know I, who's I coaching do it Chris Bosh the Chris Bosh from the NBA lean-in commercial the one that's like I lean in for uh I lean in at home so my wife can run her candle <laughs> store or <And> whatever his, <laughs> I say his train his the
2: rest of the coaching staff is all those guys from that Weird Blood Thinners commercial. Oh, okay, yeah. So Kevin, Kevin Nealon, Nealon, Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer.
1: That uh, that NASCAR driver. That NASCAR driver. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the coach is Any Given Wednesday guest star Chris Bosh because he was so articulate and so interesting and funny on that show. He's got to be the coach. Actually, here's who the coach is. It's a computer program
0: programmed by, by Chris, Chris Bosh. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that that weights it a
2: little bit. In my mind, though, I just think he gets the ball stolen from him a lot. And yeah. that great Chris Bosh set defense, the Warriors just fast break on it a lot.
1: Yeah, probably because he just doesn't have the, the 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 wheels to keep up. But what is younger Chris Bosh is going to be able to. What I
0: like about Chris Bosh here is there are two Chris Boshes that are like role players and then two star Chris Bosches.
2: Oh, that's right. a good point. Yeah. Uh, and one of them that,
0: that needs to take a lot of uh,
2: oxygen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh
1: My concern now is that if we've established that there is a computer program designed by Chris Bosch mm-hmm. that presumably has a personality of some kind, yeah. But what if it gains sentience and destroys the arena like Skynet in Terminator? That absolutely
2: could happen. Uh, that's mm-hmm. my fear. That they scorch the sky. So actually, I think that
1: would... well. And Silicon it Valley balls. Golden State Warriors can probably get a computer hacker to take down that program.
2: Yeah, that's what I think. I think Joe Lacob is light years ahead. <laughs> And he's prepared he's, for... He's prepared. Kirk Lacob has actually been running doomsday <laughs> scenarios. And what happens is that at a crucial moment, uh, a computer virus uh, is inserted. And you know who's holding that, 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 that little flash drive? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum.
1: From Independence Day. Jeff Goldblum from Independence well, Day. Because of their literally... connections with
2: Peter Goober, mm-hmm. they have that Hollywood insight. And uh-huh. at a crucial moment... Uh, they just they, they just they
1: they give the Chris Bosh 5000 a cold. I and he like... and he
2: calls the picket fence and it just <laughs> the Warriors just switch on the picket fence in the crucial moment and they win by a point.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You know what? You convinced me. Warriors again. Yeah. Congratulations wow. to the Warriors. And I Not honestly even... think if
2: if just one of those Chris Bosches,
0: if his circulation was intact <laughs> Yeah, they
1: they are playing down of Chris Bosch. Yeah,
0: it's basically four Chris Boshes to five.
1: <laughs> Not even a supercomputer can beat this team, guys. This is remarkable. Only the only the mascots, and I want to say the war the Warriors beat them, right? No, no. the
2: banana boat team beat them yeah. in, in the, the ocean. ocean. I
1: ask this question every week, <laughs> and I never remember the answer. Uh, congratulations to the 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors. Great job, Warriors! You guys beat a supercomputer and a team of clones. So, Mazel Tov! Uh, guys These are getting weirder. Guys, <laughs> it, it's not it's not going to get less weird as we When <laughs> we start running out of like actual uh, teams for them to play against, uh, it's going to get pretty bad. So, anything to promote before we get out of here?
2: Uh, the business. Every Monday at Little Joy and Echo Park, and I'll be at the Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas on oh, uh, that, September 21st.
1: Is that an EDM festival?
2: I think it's just a regular music festival. There is some EDM, but there's there's regular bands.
1: Okay. Well, if you guys are EDM heads out there, Sean Keane is going to turn you up. Is that the right way? Up. I'm going to turn is, you out. Is that the right phrase? Turn you mm. up?
2: And actually, it's September 23rd. I'm sorry. I lied earlier.
0: I got nothing. Whatever.
1: All right, Joey's. Um, uh, keep set. listening
0: to my podcast uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Just follow me on Twitter or whatever.
1: At Joey Devine, and I am at Dave underscore Schilling. I also have nothing to promote that I can think of right now. Oh, I was on the start the official Star Trek podcast talking about the 50th anniversary of Star Trek and uh, the first episode of Star Trek that ever aired, the Man Trap. If there is one thing that I love as much, if not more, than basketball. It is the final frontier, guys. This was a pleasure. I'll see you next week. What division are we going to go through? I think we're staying
2: east, right? It depends on the guest, but we'll probably go Midwest. Oh, the Midwest.
0: The uh, The
2: yeah. The Midwest
0: in the is the it the is a Midwest East <laughs> like in the
2: East the Mid East Central Central Central, Central. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. Pacers we the Bulls the, the the Bucks <laughs> the NBA AFC North
1: yeah all right we'll talk to you very soon goodbye bye, bye. Come on, Connor.
0: Chris Bosh oh my gosh. Why are you so not a boss? I think I can't explain this. Maybe it's because you always shoot and miss. You're not a member of the Miami Big Three. You can't even play solid deep. You are almost 30, but all you do is just play dirty.
3: Oh. 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 Come on.